The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but to see who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio. Excuse me. And uh, you can watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. If you want to do that, head over there right down on the right side of the page. There are two videos. The top one is Bradley's. He comes on at 3 p.m., but you can watch yesterday's show there. Uh, You can watch him live at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then the show is going this morning right up under his there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, just above that is a place where you can enter your email. We ask that you'll do that to support us. We don't sell your email. We don't rent it. We don't spam it. Uh, We don't do anything. We don't track your email. (laughs) None of that. All we're trying to do is get out uh, our articles that we put out every day, me and Bradley, along with contributors we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And um, you'll get that once a day, uh, sometime after 7 in the evening, <clears throat> with all the articles we have, including the archive of the show every day. Some people ask, where can I get the archive? It's always at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That'll be in the email every day. Usually it's the second one down. Bradley's is, if he writes an article, it's the, it's the top one. Uh, If he doesn't write an article, then it usually is the top one. We usually try to promote what we're doing here on the radio uh, first and foremost. So you can do that. And then also while you're at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you're willing, you believe in the message that we have and that we're providing here, which points to the Bible and the Constitution. It doesn't point to the Republican Party. It doesn't point to the Democrat Party. Uh, you know what? Everybody's held to the same standard. They don't. You don't get a break because you got an R on your jersey and you violate the Constitution. You don't get a break if you got a D on your jersey and you're violating the Constitution or the Bible, the moral law of God, we just lay the standard up there, okay? That's the standard. So there's a donate button if you believe in that message and you're able to do so, you want to help us. We have needs. We're letting you know we have needs. Click on the donate button. You can make a donation. You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That's also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And then also our store, if you purchase products there, uh, that helps support the ministry that we have here at the Sons of Liberty. 
Um, there are several things uh, that I want to get to. Let me make mention of this, too. You can also catch us on Bradley Dean one on Twitter, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is Bradley Dean. I'm not on YouTube, but uh, that's our channel there if you want to subscribe there. Bradley's on in the afternoons. Beforeitsnews.com, we're on the front page there, dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And also Cutting Edge TV on Roku. We're on there as well. And if you would like to call in, please stick to the topic. We're going to be talking about CDC and these mask mandates. Okay? Please stick to the topic. If you've got a question, a comment, or something you want to throw in, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to call in. Uh, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. That's good through 7 a.m. Eastern Time this morning. Now, with that said... <clears throat> Let me give a couple, just a couple of things before I get to that topic, okay? One is our friend Stephen Andrew. Um, he was, you know, he worked with Silicon Valley, uh, worked with Fortune, I believe it was 500 companies. And about two years or so ago, <clears throat> he had a YouTube channel and he had Facebook and he had like 8 million followers on YouTube or something. And they just cut him off. They just slap cut him off. So instead of complaining and whining and everything about it, Stephen says, well, I've got some experience in this area. I've got, I, I know customer service and things of that nature. I'm going to start my own social media network. <clears throat> and I got wind of it, and I thought, well, this is brilliant. And he did a crowdfunding deal. I think, I, I think he needed 200 and something thousand dollars to really build it up to it would be robust and strong, um, you know, enough to handle quite a bit of people and build on that as they grew. And they have. Um, I spoke with him yesterday, or maybe the day before. My days are all running together. Um, but I spoke with him, and I asked him how things were going, because now the push is to do the, to implement the second part of that, and that is to give the people a, free, uh, a, a search engine that isn't uh, controlled by Silicon Valley. It isn't controlled by politicians. It isn't controlled by the fascists in either of those things, entities, okay? And it's going to be called 1776 Free. Now, this is also going to be tied somewhat into USA.life. So if you want to check that out, you want to see what's actually happening there. They've got about 30% of the funding. He needs, I think, about $90,000 to do it. There's a lot that's involved in there. It's just him and a small team. In fact, they started USA.life without getting the full funding, trusting that God would provide in the end. A lot of people have joined. They've uh, supported it with their money and their time, and uh, Sons of Liberty is there as well. In fact, if you go to Sons of Liberty and you pick up the article I wrote yesterday, Google this, fascists, conservative to launch 1776 free search engine, what you'll find there is you'll find links to USA.life. If you want to sign up for that, that's a, a social media website. Click on that. It'll automatically link you with Sons of Liberty, and you'll have an account there too. Um, and then also you can scroll down, and there is a crowdfunding here for 1776 free project. So if you click that and you're able to help in some way, you want to uh, donate or you want to support that effort to have an internet search engine that's not going to uh, cripple you as far as what you're seeing. And in fact, I think Stephen says he's going to cut out the bad guys. <laughs> he's going to do to them what they did they did to uh, other people. And he's just going to cut out the bad guys. So um, in any case, if, if that's what you want to help do, uh, please feel free to do that. You can do that at sonsoflibertymedia.com. 
And then there is one other thing I want to hit, and then I'm going to deal with this CDC thing. Uh, our friend Suzanne Hamner, uh, she calls in as Joni uh, when we speak with her on the phone here. She's got an article out talking about Biden being urged to create a reality czar and a ministry of truth right out of George Orwell's 1984. You can find that at com too. You're talking about taking censorship to the next level. I mean, you guys have all seen that little slogan that George Orwell meant for 1984 to be a novel, not a manual, right? These people are playing it just like it's a manual. But here's the thing. George Orwell knew what they were going towards. He knew the mindset of where they wanted to go. And they're going there. And the American people are letting them go. And you go, what are we supposed to do? There's got to be impeachment. You've got recalls that you can do. You can support removal from office of people who are engaged in this kind of stuff in the Congress, who are pushing this kind of stuff. I actually think there's probably something you can do as far as bringing prosecution from a state level against people who are operating in D.C. from your particular state. They've done it before. I think Trent Lott was one of them, the the last one uh, down in Mississippi, that they did something about that. There are things that you can do, but you got to be the one to go out and do it. you got to start that process, and that's what we're encouraging people to do. Wherever you're at, your politi- all politics are local. Um, the other part is getting involved locally and in your state with your state legislature to nullify anything that comes out of these bureaucrats, which is what the czar would be. And you notice these czars? They're, they're, we're referring to them as czars. That's from Russian history. That's not, from, that's not America at all. Okay? These unelected bureaucrats determining things. And this is part of the problem with the CDC that we're going to talk about today. Okay? This is part of the problem that we're going to talk about with the CDC. Now, understand something. The CDC itself has told us that they never isolated the SARS-CoV-2 virus. They've never isolated. We had Dr. Kevin Corbett on um, some time back. In fact, the first show we did with Dr. Kevin Corbett, we had him on because he had sent a letter to the National Health Service over in the UK and to Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister there in England. And he asked them to provide evidence that COVID-19 exists. You say, Tim, people are sick. They're dying. How can you say it doesn't exist? I'm just telling you, here's what I'm telling you. I don't think anybody has said it doesn't exist. I think what we've said is, show us the evidence that exists. Because people die, and you call it that, doesn't make it that. Because we already know that they've manipulated numbers. We had Dr. Scott Jensen on saying they were coaching him about uh, the deaths and how to write a death certificate to formulate COVID-19. We saw the document that he had. We heard Dr. Deborah Burks go on television and tell everybody in the world, with Donald Trump watching, that yes, we're labeling all these deaths COVID, even though they may not be COVID. And they told you they were padding the numbers. So how can you trust that anybody's dying from COVID or what's alleged to be COVID? You can't. In fact, when we had Dr. Andrew Kaufman on, 
One of the things he said was, in all the reports I've looked at, not only did they not isolate this virus, I see no evidence of a new disease. When he started looking at those who were getting sick and those who were dying, he said, it's like there's no new disease here. We have the seasonal flu. We have these other things that come along. And if you notice, the numbers that are being touted are not, um, they're right in line with the season flu, seasonal flu. Now, this came out this past week, uh, interview on NBC Nightly News. This is Dr. Wu Zunyu. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. He's from the Chinese Center for Disease Control. Now, just listen very carefully to what Dr. Zunyu says about the virus. Are you ready? Hang on. Hang on and listen to this very carefully. Why has the data not been shared? No, the data isolated the virus. That's the issue. What about live animal samples? It doesn't tell you anything if they only test the positive. I do not suspect it's coming from uh, what we originally thought. Oh, it's not originally from what we thought. And it, it, they didn't isolate the virus. He's saying the same thing the American CDC said in their own studies. They said it in their own studies that they had not isolated the virus. Um, in fact, this report here, which you can find at sonsoflibertymedia.com, this is from the CDC here where they said it. I should have pulled up the specific page here for where it is, but they basically said it's no quantified virus isolates of the 2019 NCOV are currently available that's what they're saying. In other words, they didn't have it. This leads me to another question. If you don't have the virus isolated, how are you making a vaccine for it? How are you making a vaccine for something you've not proven exists? Speculation? Now, I got off. I talked the. Uh, I, I got off the phone last night with um, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. She'll be back Saturday because we're able to bring in video on the internet and uh, and on the live stream. But she was telling me, she says, Tim, there are people dying here in the UK like crazy, and the nurses and doctors are becoming more and more frightened because now there's a prominent doctor, from what I understand, she's going to give us all the information on Saturday, Lord willing, but there's a prominent doctor calling for Nuremberg trials again. And a lot of these doctors and nurses are wanting some kind of immunity from this. They were warned. They were warned about this stuff. You guys remembered. If you've been tuned into the Sons of Liberty, you heard it here week after week after week when YouTube were shutting us down, when Facebook was cutting off our, was banning us, trying to shut us up about it. Week after week, we put that out as a warning to the people. Here's what's coming. You might want to be careful about that. Nope, they're safe and effective. There's no such thing for a vaccine any more than there is a safe and legal abortion. There's nothing, those are just lies. Now with that said, we come to the issue of the mask mandate. So we've got this um, China Joe, right? Sitting down, stacks of folders. By the way, did you guys have you guys ever wondered 
what the cost is for all those, you know, executive folders that have all the documents in them and those pins because, you know, they line up all these pins. He can't just use one pen. He's got to use a different pen for every document he signs. And it's not just him. It was the previous president and previous ones before him. Those pins are almost 200 bucks a piece, if I, if I recall correctly. I wanted to say they were 167 or 197 I forget which, which one it was. You can look it up online, though. Each one of those pins is over $100. Let's put it that way. And they, and they make it so you have to have one for each document you sign. That's your money being spent. I mean, you know, just a regular old uh, big pen here will do it. And um, you can get a whole pack of these for nothing. But no, 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 not for, not for, the, uh, for those who aggrandize themselves. It has to be something, you know, they got to spend all your money that they can spend. Uh, and then the folders, who knows what those things are costing. They're probably pretty expensive as well. But all that's, all that's done. He's signing all these unconstitutional orders. He signed an unconstitutional face mask mandate. All right. Then immediately went and violated the mandate, his executive order. And when asked about it, this chick, this redheaded retread, Jen Psaki, said... Oh, well, he was celebrating. Oh, well, that's an excuse for him to violate his own. I mean, he isn't even leading by example there. Maybe, you know, some people says he has dementia. I think he's Manchuria. He's got Manchuria. That's what I think he has. But in any case, I think civil rights attorneys must be chomping at the bit, not only over the face mask mandate from Biden, but also the face mask mandate from the CDC. And I'm going to show you why. This comes from the CDC website. It was posted on January 30th, 2021. It became effective February the 2nd, 2021. Now, if you were listening to Bradley the other day, you know that uh, he and his son went to the airport. They were ready to get on the plane, and they were told they could be criminally charged. (laughs) I'm wondering how you're criminally charged with something that isn't a law. There is no law that says you have to wear a mask. And I'm going to show you where they're trying to derive their authority from, okay? It's unconstitutional because even their authority in this matter of what they're trying to do violates the Constitution. I'm going to show you that in just a moment. Here's what they wrote. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to surge in the United States, CDC is, it's not surging. It's really not. CDC is implementing provisions of President Biden's executive order on promoting COVID-19 safety in domestic and international travel and will require, they will require you, the wearing of masks by all travelers into, within, or out of the United States, e.g. on airplanes, ships, ferries, trains, subways, buses, taxis, and rideshares. Taxis! And rideshares. Rideshares! <laughs> Gosh. This is getting into your own personal vehicle, guys. Just telling you. This mask requirement also applies to travelers in U.S. transportation hubs, such as airports and seaports, train, bus, and subway stations, and any other areas that provide transportation. 
Transportation operators must require all persons on board to wear a mask when boarding, disembarking, and for the duration of the travel. Operators of transportation hubs must require all persons to wear a mask when entering or on the premises of a transportation hub. This action is to further prevent spread of the virus that causes COVID-19 and to further support state and local health authorities, transportation partners, and conveyance operators to keep passengers, employees, and communities safe. Now, look, they've already said asymptomatic people are not contagious. And they, don't need, they haven't even proved, look, they haven't even proved that you can pass this from one person to another. They haven't proved that. They assume it, but they, don't, they haven't proved it. You say, Tim, you're stupid. You don't know that and this, that, and the other. I've seen what they've put out. They've never proved that you can pass this alleged COVID, which they say they've never isolated. The Chinese CDC has said they've never isolated it. They say they've never proved that you can pass it from one person to another, and they know that if you're asymptomatic, you aren't passing it to anybody. That's the CDC. Yet they want you to put a mask on. This is authoritarian, is what it is. Okay, This is authoritarian. Today's order from the CDC is part of a comprehensive, science-driven, uh-huh, falsely so-called, as Paul told Timothy, U.S. government response to the COVID-19 pandemic. One component of the whole of government response is taking actions related to reducing virus spread through travel. How are you going to do that by wearing a mask which the New England Journal, by the way, I cite that here in the article, the New England Journal writes this, we know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. That's what the CDC says, uh, excuse me, the New England Journal of Medicine. Isn't that supposed to be science-based? These people are using words to make it sound like they know what they're talking about so that you'll believe them. They're lying through their teeth. I wonder if there's an attorney who would come forward to represent me to sue them for fraud in this matter, for what they're putting out. If you are, click on the contact button on sonsoflibertymedia.com because somebody has to start dealing with these people. These are unelected bureaucrats. They've been given no constitutional authority. They're not listed in Article 1. They aren't listed in Article 2 or Article 3. There's no authority for them here at all. So, no, it's not science-based. And the CDC continues to go uh, to, to, to write, one component of the whole is to, of, of government response is taking actions related to reducing virus spread through travel. Transmission of the virus through travel has led to and continues to lead to interstate and international spread of virus. They haven't proven that. There's no proof of that. Show us the evidence, CDC. You're saying it. Show me the evidence. I don't believe you. You guys already have been known to pad the numbers. You've been known to coach the doctors in the death certificates. You've been known to retract your numbers where you jumped them up real high when they were really low. You can't be trusted. You lost all credibility. It's not just that. There was a Danish study on on, uh, masks as well. And uh, this came out from the blaze at the time. Most Western elites are telegraphing the message that we will be forced to cover our humanity with cheap Chinese fabric burkas indefinitely. By the way, let me just throw this in here. 
not to try to bring Trump in again, but I watched yesterday where some guy got in here and said Trump was the only one that told us the truth about COVID. <laughs> yeah, I had a good chuckle at that. Trump was the guy who formulated the coronavirus task force that came out and gave you the propaganda every day. Trump was the guy who signed the multi-trillion dollar COVID relief bill. Trump was the guy who organized Operation Warp Speed, used the military unconstitutionally to deliver vaccines, pushed through something that isn't even FDA approved. Not that that means anything anymore. In an emergency, bureaucrats pushed push the vaccine through that's giving people adverse effects, killing people. That, that's, that's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He's the one who declared a national emergency over this, which allowed the states to come in and declare national emergencies to use authoritarian means over their people, too. Don't tell me he told you the truth. Don't tell it to me. Because you just don't know what's going on. You really don't. The long-term effects on the lungs, emotional and behavioral problems, this is from this Danish study, and development of infants and toddlers, toddlers is enormous. For such an unconstitutional invasion of personal liberty, they are responsible to show us some amazing degree of effectiveness of this cultish ritual. This is from the Blaze, by the way, on the Danish study. In fact, the data show the opposite. Now, Max Slavo uh, writes over at SonsLibertyMedia.com, he He has no medical journal wanted to publish this study because it fails to show the narrative handed down by tyrants. In fact, three medical journals were so averse to publishing its findings. However, science and facts are still more important than cult rituals to some. The Danish mass study was finally published yesterday in the prestigious annals of internal medicine. Now, this wasn't yesterday like yesterday, but the day before. All right. Excuse me. The study completely obliterates the cultish devotion to masks. The results of this massive real-life controlled experiment show that the group that wore surgical masks in April experienced a 0.38%. That's about like the people that die from COVID. (laughs) Lower infection rate than the control group that did not wear masks. It wasn't even a half a percent. Okay, wasn't even a half a percent. That's about one third of a percent, which is so low that it could just be statistically random variances that demonstrate no definitive efficacy, even to that infinitesimal level. The authors of the study said the recommendation to wear surgical masks to supplement other public health measures did not reduce the SARS-CoV-2 infection rate among wearers by more than 50% in a community with modest infection rates. Some degree of social distancing and uncommon general mask use, the data were compatible with lesser degrees of self-protection. One guy commented, double negatives in science are just hilarious. The Danish study had to eat a bunch of mouth worms to get the thing published. The concluding line cannot statistically exclude no effect. Friends, they're lying to you. And they know they're lying to you. For goodness sake, the surgical mass box say it does not prevent coronavirus. It doesn't stop it. 
When we had Dr. Kaufman on, he talked about even the N95s, the, you know, the more expensive mask. One, you got to have it fitted. The other part is you can't be touching it. If you touch it, it's contaminated. You got to throw it away. We also had the report out that uh, people who wore masks were coming in as the majority of people who were getting, quote unquote, COVID. Now, personally, not personal, this is just personal. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not giving medical advice or any of that. I'm just telling you as a guy looking, this is my opinion. This part is my opinion. I think they've taken a lot of things, the flu and other sicknesses and stuff like this, they've just dumped it into COVID and called it COVID to scare people into compliance. And people, yes, government, you said so. And you go out, and I'm looking at, I'm in rural South Carolina, and I go out and I see these people wearing these masks, and some of them try to be cool. You know, they got their own little design on or whatever. It looks absolutely stupid. You're a fool for your trouble. You're only do- The only thing you're doing is breathing in and breathing out the bacteria that you're spitting out of your mouth and out of your nose. And they know it. And it is going to make you sick. That's going to make you sick. You weren't designed to live with something over your face all the time. Having a gas mask on or something in the midst of, you know, something really bad that's deadly to kill you might make sense for a certain time, but only for a certain time. You wouldn't wear that thing 24 hours a day. Surgeons don't wear surgical masks all day long. They just don't do it. While they're in hospitals with ventilation that recirculates all the stuff everybody's breathing out all the time through there. You want to get sick, that's one place you don't want to, or if you don't want to get sick, that's one place you don't want to go. You don't want to go to the hospital. You don't want to go to the doctor because you're going in there with sick people who have all kinds of stuff they're spreading. That's just, this just makes sense to me. So the question is, is this. Where are they getting this authority to come down on when you travel, you have to wear this? Now, there's this CDC director, Dr. Rochelle P. Walensky, MDMPH. America's transportation systems are essential. Given how interconnected most transportation systems are across our nation and the world, when infected persons travel on public conveyances without wearing a mask and with others who are not wearing masks, the risk of interstate and international transmission can grow quickly. The problem, Dr. Walensky, is you haven't proven that those people can actually transmit this alleged virus to one another. You haven't proven that. You certainly have admitted, or the CDC has admitted, that asymptomatic people are not contagious. So why should they have to wear a mask? Shouldn't it be incumbent upon you to prove that somebody actually has something? Not they test positive for something that we know the PCR test wasn't designed to do, but that they actually have it before you start requiring these things, before they get criminally charged, as uh, Bradley and his son were told. I mean, this is crazy, and I go down through here and I show you uh, some of the other statements of the CDC on this. Reason.com even put in deputizing federal agents, state authorities, and local cops to enforce transit mask rules will open up all sorts of new police harassment and abuse opportunities. You better believe it. People have had it, and they know it's a, most people know it's a violation of their rights to demand they wear masks. 
and they're just not going to have it. And I'm telling you right now, I feel for you guys if you're cops and you're wanting to you want to get on a power trip with this thing or federal. I'm just telling you, the people are going to have enough one day. And you know what? I'm not condoning it, but I'm not going to condemn it either. I'm just going to tell you, they're going to have enough one day. And some of the people in the UK are already having it. You police officers, you federal agents, who really are unconstitutional because the people, the militia, are the law enforcement officers, you really need to tell the CDC what they can do with their order to protect yourself and to protect the people, to uphold your oath to the Constitution. I'm going to show you where they're they're deriving their stuff here. And there's plenty of things in the article that I had up yesterday on where did the CDC get their authority to require Americans to wear face masks. Um, Lots of demonstration of what they've got here. Now, the CDC cannot legislate. In other words, they can't make law. We've went over this before. The enumerated powers of Congress allow for 18 to 21 things, depending on how you break them down. Most people will just say 18 things, okay? That Congress can write law on. And we never authorize them to be writing law on our health care, on whether we wear masks or not, on whether we social distance or not. We didn't allow that. In fact, we specifically said you can't write on things like that. That's in the First Amendment. Social distancing is covered by, you know, peacefully assembling. You don't get to tell us how far apart we can stand with one another. That's what Congress can do. The executive branch can't write law. And if you if we didn't give authority to Congress to write law on these matters and a body of unelected bureaucrats in the CDC under the executive branch put out an order that's to be enforced with the for, with the under the color of law that infringes on people's rights. Well, I've read to you the statutes on those, haven't I? If they enforce that thing and somebody's trying, you know, one of these cops are trying to enforce this mass mandate thing and somebody dies in the process, that person could lose their life under the statutes as a just punishment because they're infringing on the people's rights. All legislative authority resides with Congress. That's it. It does not apply to the executive branch. In fact, the executive branch may only enforce law that is constitutional and that falls under Article 1, what Congress can write law on. They may not enforce law that is outside that scope of authority, and nowhere are we told in the Constitution that there is any law enforcement except by two entities, the President, Article 2, Section 3, and the Militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. There is no authority in our Constitution for any of the federal law enforcers to exist in the first place, let alone the CDC and their implementation of pretended law that infringes on the people's liberties. And again, I can't wait to see some of this stuff that's going to come from civil rights attorneys over some of this, because i got to tell you, we're going to have to take a stand here, get behind the people who... When they have this issue, they do stand and back them in what they're doing. Now, let me give you a couple of things, and I'm going to go to the Scripture, too, because we, we use the Bible and the Constitution to see who's doing what, what's going on here, what, what, who's doing the right thing. 
this is um this is the order bring this up for you guys to see this is the cd you can see it's coming from their website the center for disease control and prevention department of health and human services order under section 361 of the public health service act it's, they have all this stuff that they've written okay it's confusing as all get out rand paul was exactly right it's not just that people don't read the bill it's that you got to go cross-reference all kinds of other stuff that they've written because they go, well, we're changing this word to that word and moving this thing around over on this section. And I, I just, it's so confusing how anybody can keep up with all of this stuff. It's like dealing with the Pharisees who had all of their oral traditions and people trying to keep up with every nook and cranny of stuff they came up with. And Jesus warned, he says, you're putting a burden on people that you can't even bear yourself, nor will you lift a finger to help them. This is what these people do. Notice what they're saying. Notice an order and subject to limitations under applicability pursuant to 42 U.S.C. 264A, 42 CFR 70.2, 71.3B, and 71.32B. Now, Here's uh, Michael. Let me get, let me answer that. Uh, n- no proof. Religious nutbags. No proof. There's no proof for a creator, really. Michael, um, how did the world come into existence? Oh, was it a big bang? Well, who made the bang? Huh? How did the world come into existence, Michael? Tell us about that. Tell us how things come out of nothing without something deri- driving it. Tell us how that works. No proof, huh? All right. Um, so here's, here's what they're claiming is their authority for this mass mandate. Okay. Now let's take a look at a couple of these things. Michael, if you didn't understand the question, you're welcome to call in 215-TALK-TALK-215-867-825-8255. You're welcome to call in. It's a little off topic, but it does get to this issue of proof. So I'll take the, I'll take your call on that. All right, so here is what they're claiming here. 42, excuse me, 42 USC 264A. All right? Here it is. Regulations to control communicable diseases. First of all, first of all, what they have is you have to keep in mind any law that's written cannot undermine the Constitution. Okay? So let me let me give you an example. We talk about the Second Amendment tax. Every gun regulation, every gun restriction, every gun control law, which is really a gun, gun confiscation law, because in the end that's what they're after is to confiscate your guns. Every one of them is unconstitutional because the Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Therefore, when you write a law that undermines that, you're writing an unconstitutional law. I don't care if it passes. I don't care if the president signs it. The other part is this. Let's take the federalization of the TSA at the airports and their unlawful violations of the Fourth Amendment. Okay, And even of the Fifth Amendment. Because some of these guys are taking your stuff 
without due process. How many of you guys walk through there with more than eight ounces of shampoo or whatever the thing is that you got to have? And they take your stuff. Or you went through there with a toothpick and they go, you can't have this, this is a weapon. Whatever the case may be. Whatever kind of goofy thing that they come up with now. That's a violation of the Fifth Amendment. They do it millions of times a day under the Patriot Act. Okay? And the Patriot Act is undermining the Second, the Fourth, the Fifth Amendments, sometimes leading to the Sixth Amendment. Here's what they got here. This is U.S. Code um, 264A. Here's what it reads. Promulgation and enforcement by the Surgeon General. The Surgeon General, with the approval of the Secretary, is authorized to make and enforce such regulations as in his judgment are necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, of sp- or spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the states of pos- or possessions, or from one state or possession into into any other state or possession. For purposes of carrying out and enforcing such regulations, the Surgeon General may provide for such inspection. Fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, destruction of animals, or articles found to be so infected or contaminated as to be sources of dangerous infection to human beings, and other measures as in his judgment may be necessary. Now that will be fine if you're dealing with things that you have demonstrated actually are communicable. COVID-19 has not been demonstrated to be communicable. Okay? And we know, again, asymptomatic people, we know they're not, they don't transmit, but they've never proved that people who have it transmit it to one another. That is an assumption. Anybody want to call in and give me something that shows that they actually did studies to show that these people actually transmit it to one another? Knock yourself out. I'm willing to look at it. But I haven't seen any of it. And I've looked for it. The other part is they can do this, but they got to do it under the means of the Constitution. They can't be going in here into your person, which you're supposed to be secure in, according to the Fourth Amendment, and be telling you what to do with your person especially if you don't have any kind of disease, if you're a healthy person. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. I'm going to pull up a caller here. I don't know if this is uh, Michael or not. Caller, are you there? Yes. Hey. Yes, it's Michael. Okay. So, so Michael, where did the earth come from? Well, that's an irrelevant question. Actually, it's not. This gets to the... Michael, yeah, this actually, no, it's, not it an, it's not an irrelevant question. Yeah. It goes back to the very it fact. It is an irrelevant question because you say you can prove God. I, didn't, I never said that. I didn't say that. Well, Show, read back to me what I said to you. Read back to me what I said to you. You want proof of things, but then you, you believe in a God for which there is no proof. And I asked you, I, I asked you a simple question because it's self-evident in you. This is the issue. It's self-evident in you. Where did the earth come from? You say it's irrelevant. I say everything has a creator. When you walk in a house, you don't come to the house and say, well, that house just must have came up by itself. When you look at a computer, you don't say, the computer just put itself together. When you look at another person, you don't say, that person just came out of nothing. Nobody thinks like that. 
So it's self-evident within okay, you. Let, let it's self-evident. Hang on. It's self-evident within you that there is a creator for all things. It's self-evident within okay, you. Let me explain what science says. Okay. Science goes back to the Big Bang, and they can go back to almost the time of the Big Bang. They can trace it back. They but can. They can't go beyond the Big. Okay. Science can explain where everything that we see exists. Well, I can show you that everything exists, Michael. That's not getting to what made it exist. And that's the that's point you're not wanting to answer. We don't have the technology to measure that yet. Ah, so so you're going to believe in science falsely. Was science there when the Big Bang occurred? Of course not. People okay, so, so hold on. Occurred. So that is a theory then. It's not proof. It's not a proof. It's a theory. You're well, presenting okay, a theory. Let, let me explain. Let me explain how science works because you don't understand science. Oh, I do understand science. It's something that has to be proven okay. over and over to be scientific. When you, when you have science, science doesn't actually prove anything. I agree. Science provides evidence that can infer things are true. Wow. Oh, hold on and a second. Hold on a second. So, so your argument to me infer- was that science did prove something. Your argument no, to me in the I chat was that. that that there is proof. I didn't say that. Don't misquote. Let me let me see what it is. Don't misquote me. Let's see I what said he's they got. They haven't gotten there yet. I didn't there say that. I said in here. From the big bang. Let's see. Where was the one here? Um, I have proof of our creator. So do you. Look around. Okay, I have to go back through the thing. But in the chat, you were in. You were putting forth the fact. That you said, proof of virus transmission, we know how viruses are spread. We have known uh, for a couple of centuries, but no, we haven't. There isn't any proof. In fact, if you go back, hang on, hang on. If you go back to, hang on a second. If you go back to the Spanish flu, there were hundreds of tests done between people who were healthy and people who were sick. They swabbed their eyes, their nostrils, their throats. They put that stuff into healthy people. Not one got sick. They put them in close contact with one another for five minutes, breathing on one another. Not one of them got sick. So you haven't proven anything. You have an assumption about how something is going, just like you have a theory that is not proven about how the world exists. Now, let me ask you this. Let me just get to this question. Do you believe in the rights that are protected for you under our Constitution? Of course. Okay, why do you believe in them? Who gives you your rights? The government? No, they're, they're, they, according to the Founding Fathers, these rights existed by God. Oh, okay. The God that doesn't or exist? God-given. The but, God given. But then, but then again, just because somebody believes in God and, may, and makes actions. Okay, all right. God, then, then, the then, if government, hold on, hold on, Mike. If if government takes your if government takes your if government takes your rights, who are you going to appeal to? No, now wait a minute. You're the one who's talking about proof. I didn't talk about proof. I didn't say that. I asked you a question. I didn't say I have proof. What I said, what I said about God, Michael, what I said about God was I asked you a question that should be self-evident to you, and you just told on yourself. You just said, I have rights, and you pointed back to the founders and said they said those rights came from God. And now you're wanting to deny that. So I ask you, if government comes oh, in, if government that. comes in and doesn't give you due process and takes away your rights, 
Hang on, Michael. Hang on, Michael. I'm making a point, and I'll let you talk in a second. If if government comes in and takes all your rights, takes all your property, throws you in jail, and treats you like a rat, you have no recourse because you don't believe your rights come from God. You believe they come from the hand of the state, don't you? They do. Oh, they do. Okay, you're consistent in that. Then don't complain about any of your rights being violated. Don't complain about them ever well, being I violated. I complain about my rights being violated all the time. You have no idea how much my rights have been violated. But you have no reason to, to complain about them, right? Of course I have a reason to complain. Why? About them. My rights are being violated and it's not supposed to happen. Why? But my rights didn't come from God. They come from the Constitution, who was written by men who believed in God, who are acting on their belief in God. Okay, there my... There's no proof that a God exists. Oh, there's no proof. I, again, I've a, I've just asked you. I've just asked you what's self-evident in people, and that is this: it's, it's where did the where did the earth come from, Mike? With proof that God I just ask you proof where where did the earth exists. come from, Mike? Where did it come from? Prove that God exists. I just asked you. You can't prove that viruses can be transmitted. Thank you for your call, though. We appreciate it, um, Mike. I don't know. Prove that God exists. Prove that God exists. I ask you, who made the world? Where did it come from? You have no answer. Oh, science has an answer. And you give me theory. Theory is not fact. It's not science. It's not proof. It's why evolution is still called a theory because it's not been proven. I grant, I can't call God out of the sky and say this is God. And here's the thing. If, if, somebody appeared in shining clothes and said, I am God, believe me, worship me, how would you know it was God? How would you know it wasn't the devil? Well, the only way I know that you would know is by the scriptures. I confess to you that it is faith that I believe. I wasn't there in the beginning. I wasn't there in the beginning. I didn't see, but neither were you, and neither were the scientists that claim all this stuff that they know. And half the time, what we know from the professed scientists, especially those who are at war with God, is they change what they say they believe and what they've discovered every five years. No, I just answered it, Michael. I said, I can't prove, I can't bring God into the picture and prove it. I said it's self-evident in you, which is what our founding fathers wrote. That these things are self-evident. You are a fool to believe that your rights come from the hand of state. If you believe that, if that's what you believe, you have no recourse at all in your life, at all. Our founding fathers appealed to heaven. That's what they did. And when they did that, God heard, and what happened? They won the day against tyranny. I, you know, I can't make you believe these things. The Bible tells us that we, that the, the wicked suppress the truth and unrighteousness. You know there's a God there. You know you're going to answer to him one day. I don't have to prove that to you. You know there's right and wrong. That law is written on your heart by your creator, and you reject it. You reject it. And the command to you is the same as it is to me and everybody else listening. That is to repent. You won't honor God for God. God's not there to protect your right, Michael. That's your duty. My goodness. 
It's your duty to do it. This is what we talk about on the show. Yeah, it's because you're at war with him, Michael. He's never protected you because you're at, you're at war with him. You want him to be your tyrant to take care of you, don't you? But you don't want to honor him as God. Got another caller here. Who's on the line? I, I don't know how to read the uh, the name here. Hey, uh, Tim, it's Wes. How are you this hey, morning? Hey, Wes. Good. You got about two minutes, man. Okay, no. I'll make this real quick. Just okay. a question for your previous caller, Mike. Um, I wonder if Mike believes in the wind okay and there's a reason for me asking that yep. question it's a good you question see it that's right you 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 can't see it but you can see the effects of it sure and that's kind of i hope that leads into the point that you're making about believing in god and that is where our rights come from is from god sure. not from anything else period that's it Hey, so, I appreciate that's that. That's all I got to say. It was a good point, Wes. Thank you very right. much. I appreciate yep. it. Yeah, and I hope Michael heard that. The point is, is like what Jesus said about being born again. He said, it's like the wind. You can't see it. You can see the effects of it. And that's, Michael, that's what I was trying to get at with, with the whole idea of the earth or with anything else you see. Where does it come from? You see the effects. There's got to be a creator if there's a creation. I mean, that's just, that seems like simple logic to me. I mean, a five-year-old can understand that. Well, Michael, I never said there was proof of God like I can bring him down. What I've said was, I asked you a question. I just said, how did the earth come into existence? You changed that into, well, you said that's proof for God. I just, I think it's self-evident within us. I think it's self-evident within us. Uh, with that said, look, we've got a short time. I'm going to stay over just a couple of minutes to cover some of these things. Michael, I do appreciate the call, though. I really do. Okay? Uh, natural laws. Well, you know, to have laws, Michael, you've got to have a lawgiver. Nature doesn't make up laws. They just don't. But nature is non-existent as far as a person or an entity to make laws. That's just silly. Okay? Um, that's just silly. You want to go to the founders? They say, the laws of nature and nature's God, the lawgiver. That's the whole point. Be consistent there. Don't tell me you don't believe in God, and then you do believe in God, and you think rights come from the state, but, oh, the founders believe they came from God. Don't get off on that. <clears throat> that is important, though, folks, because this is where we're getting at on this, okay? Um, no, not, not at all, Michael. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're enforcing something on, they're forcing something on people that they have not proven themselves. I don't force Christianity on people. I tell them the truth, but I have no force of law to make them comply and convert. There's a huge difference there, okay? All right, so with that said, guys, 23 hours will be back with you on Friday. Going in a little hot there at the end. And uh, we'll talk to you then. I'm going to stay on for uh, about five or ten minutes here, cover a couple of things from the CDC thing. Again, Michael, appreciate your call. Wes, thanks for your call. 23 hours, we'll see you guys. Okay, anybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, we're happy to have you guys over here. Phone lines are closed because I have to cut them off for the next show. This is, this is some of the stuff that's come out. Okay, so we've got this from the USC 264A, and I read you that. Now, they can prevent the spread of communicable diseases, but again, this goes back to the issue for Michael. They haven't proven that, the, that there is, they haven't even isolated COVID, COVID 
and they have never proved that it is communicable. That is an assumption. No, that's what the CDC is doing. It is making an assumption. It's never been proven that people pass COVID from one to another, from one person to another. This COVID-19, why? Because they haven't even isolated. So we know from the get-go, their science is faulty. And they're basing the violation of people's rights with the color, with the force of law under the color of law to do this. This is vastly different than the Christian faith that simply appeals to what is self-evident in people. That's what I was doing to you. I didn't say there's proof. What I said was it's self-evident within you. Now, that's not the only place that they stay at. They also cite, and again, this goes back here, 42 CFR 70.2. All right. Whoops, that was jumping ahead one. Maybe I missed something. Okay, 70.2. Measures in the event of inadequate local control. Whenever the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention determines that the measures taken by health authorities of any state or possession, including political subdivisions thereof, are insufficient to prevent the spread of any of the communicable diseases from such state or possession to any other state or possession, he or she may take measures to prevent such spread of the diseases as he or she deems reasonably necessary, including inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, and destruction of animals or articles believed to be sources of infection. So now we're going to get into states' issues. Again, Ninth and Tenth Amendment come into play here. Where did we give the federal government to charge over our health care and stuff like this in Article One? I, I don't recall that that being there. That wasn't there. And yet these guys think, oh, we just come in and we can start destroying property if we want to do that. We don't even have to prove that it is infected. We don't have to prove the persons are infected. We can just do it because we deem it necessary. Because you guys might infect somebody in another state. Here's another one. Um, 71-32. Whenever the director has reason to believe that any arriving person is infected with or has been exposed to any of the communicable diseases listed in the executive order, as provided under Section 361B of the Public Health Service Act, he or she may isolate, quarantine, or place the person under surveillance and may order disinfection or disinfestation, fumigation, as he or she considers necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of the listed communicable diseases. And it lists all this other stuff. And when the director has reason to believe that any arriving carrier or article or thing on board the carrier is or may be infected or contaminated with a communicable disease, he or she may require detention, disinfection, uh, disinfestation, fumigation, or other related measures respecting the carrier or article or thing he he, uh, considers necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of communicable diseases. Well, here's the thing. If you have... If you have, if you're obviously carrying something, and that's known, there is a way by which even the scripture lays this out. And there are tests to do that. 
I've given these to you before. This comes from Leviticus 13. And these are the Lord's words. And in verse 2, it says, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, and he shall be brought into Aaron the priest or into one of his sons the priest. And the priest, here's what they do. They take steps. They don't just say, hey, you got to go over to the leper colony because we saw you got a, a scab on your skin. That's not what they do. And they didn't take everybody who didn't have scabs and say, well, you might get scabs and you might get leprosy, so you got to go over to the leper colony. They didn't do that. There were steps that were followed here. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague is in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy. So he told them how they could determine what leprosy was versus somebody got a cut on their hand and got a scab. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight be not deeper than the skin, and the hair thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague for seven days. And the priest shall look on him the seventh day, and behold, if the plague in his sight be at a stay, and the plague spread not in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. That's a total of 14 days. And the priest shall look on him, Again, the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be somewhat dark and the plague spread not in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is but a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if a scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought into the priest, and the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it had have turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, it is an old leprosy in the skin of the flesh, and the press shall pronounce him unclean, and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if a leprosy break out abroad in the skin, and the leprosy cover all the skin of him that hath the plague from his head even to his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague, it is all turned white, he is clean. And it continues on from there. So what they have here within Leviticus 13 is a setup for some form of quarantine, but it, that understand, that quarantine only happens if there's something to look at in the first place. Do you get that? You don't take people who don't have scabs. You don't take people who don't have, you know, gashes or these, these formations in their flesh and start quarantining them. You only do that for people who this, it's a potential for that of what you see there that's already manifest on them. This is why it's ridiculous to take people and put them in 14 days quarantine just because they went outside your state and they came back. It's why it's ridiculous to make people who have no symptoms at all to wear masks. Not that masks are doing any good. I read you that at the first. It doesn't stop anything. We were a society for hundreds of years. We had people all the time we walked around. 
especially in the winter months, who are coughing. Um, actually, Michael, it's not that. I'm not my brother's keeper. Not in the sense of what that's used for. I'm not his master. That's what really, that's really what Cain was implying about Abel. Am I his master? Am I the one looking out after him, watching wherever he's going and controlling him? No. In fact, since it has not been proven, Michael, because it's never been isolated that you can transfer COVID to somebody else, it's not, key, it's not taking care of anybody's compromised immune system. You know what? Everybody's got, a, got an immune system. Some people's immune systems are compromised to, through no fault of their own. There's no question about that. But a lot of people's uh, immune systems are compromised by the crap they eat and the crap they drink. No. No, Michael. You're just confused, man. Cain's crime was he murdered his brother. It wasn't that he didn't protect him. It is he murdered him. You don't know the scriptures, dude. You really need to be quiet. You're getting yourself in a lot of trouble in there. Um, but here's the thing. These are laid out. No, it hasn't been proven, Michael. If you want to show me, if you want to show me the, the scientific studies, I'm happy to look at them. Why don't you send them, click uh, contact on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay? Send me that study. Send me the scientific study where it's been proven that, that people with COVID that has never been isolated, so I don't know how they did the test, but it's never been isolated, but they can transfer it from one another. Send me that study. I'll be happy to look at it. Okay? SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on the contact button. Send it to me. But you won't do it because there is no such study. But you won't listen. Okay? No, you're murdering him, Michael. That's what you're doing. You're murdering him. You're just digging your hole deeper over there, bro. You really are. You really need to repent of what you're doing. In any case, as soon as you're demanding that healthy people wear masks, which we know do not stop the transmission of anything. New England Journal of Medicine, I just read it to you. Okay? Little to no protection of infection. And don't give me the story about uh, surgeons because they're actually opening up people's bodies. It's a whole different thing. Okay? When you start doing that, you are in violation of the Fourth Amendment. And if you're going to take somebody's liberty and arrest them, or you're going to take their property, now you're in violation of the Fifth Amendment. We didn't stop it at 9-11 with the TSA rummaging through everybody at the airport. And now it's coming back to bite us again. The target has never been Muslim terrorists. It hasn't been. It's not right-wing. It's the American people in general. If you are a liberal and you think it's just on the right-wing extremists, you have missed it. It's coming for all of us. They are targeting all of us. This is just the next step in forced compliance. And I'll tell you what, if you don't have to fly, I would encourage you to say no to flying on any airline that has a mass mandate. Any bus line 
take your car if you got to. It's going to cost you something to do it. It's going to cost you something to do it. Yeah, Michael, that's fine that you got that there. That's great. Doesn't tell me how they prove that it's contagious. Michael sent me one here. Universal masking in the COVID-19 era. Yeah, passing encounters. Yeah, look, look at look at. Did you read it, Michael? We said this, but as the rest of the paragraph makes clear, we intended this statement to apply to passing encounters in public spaces, not sustained interactions within closed environments. A growing body of research shows that the risk of SARS-CoV-2, which we've not isolated, I'm reading it on the air, Michael. I'm, I'm just trying to put this into, into, into a context here. A growing body of research shows that the risk of SARS-CoV-2, which we've never isolated, I gave you the Chinese CDC head over there telling you they never isolated it. The CDC's own study saying they've never isolated it. How are they studying it then? I want to know that. How do they study it? Now, he's not wasting my time. He's giving me the information to demonstrate that these people put out to continually propagandize the people into something they haven't proven. And they say it's strongly correlated with the duration and intensity of contact. The risk of transmission among household members can be uh, as high as 40%, whereas the risk of transmission from less intense and less sustained encounters is below 5%. This finding is also borne out by recent research associating mask wearing with less transmissions of SARS-CoV-2, which we've not isolated, particularly in close settings. We therefore strongly support the calls of public health agencies for all people to wear a mask when circumstances compel them to be within six feet of others for sustained periods. Well, why six feet? Why not seven? Why not five? Why not three? Why not ten? Oh, it's in case you sneeze or cough. All those droplets go that far. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? What they don't tell you is the size of the alleged virus is so small that to wear your mask is like the pores in the mask are like 100-foot doors and your virus is the size it is going right through it. That would be the size there. Here's another one that Michael's got. Notice that Michael's just grasping at straws here. I want to note this. Let's, let's just take that right there. What's that word there, Michael? Hmm? Potential. 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 Potential airborne transmissions. Now, they claim this. They claim this stuff here. I don't doubt that they're making claims. I can read the whole article. Where's the study that proves it? I read what they're writing here. Remember, these are bureaucrats. These are unelected bureaucrats that are not authorized in our Constitution. I have no problem putting it up here. I'll have it up here in the archive so people can check it out for themselves. But what I'm simply saying to you 
is this. They say it in the title themselves. Potential airborne transmission. I understand they're explaining it. I understand that. They haven't proven it. It's kind of like your little talk about, well, we we know that science went back to the Big Bang, but we can't go back further than that. And I ask you, were the scientists there at the Big Bang? And you go, no. And I said, so they can write all this stuff all they want to, but they can't prove it. They're assuming it. That's why it's a theory. This is You don't start off a topic here and say potential airborne transmission if it is a known thing. You would say SARS-CoV-2 and the proof of airborne transmission. You wouldn't say potential. Again, thank you, AJ. That is the point. The point here is They themselves, the very CDC you're citing, have said they have never isolated. So I ask you a question, Michael, and I ask anybody else. How do you prove airborne transmission of a virus that you've never isolated? And I reiterate the question I had before. How do you make a vaccine for a virus you've never isolated? How do you do that? How do you do that? Hmm? See, you see what you want to see in this. These people stand to make a lots of money, millions of dollars every year of your money gets funded to these people. They're a propaganda arm of the federal government. They're not authorized in our Constitution. Their orders are unconstitutional that demand healthy people wear masks. Look, I have no problem going in somebody's room whose immune system is bad and putting a mask on to visit with them. I've worn a mask one time, and that was due to the fact that I went to pick up a, uh, a trampoline, an old trampoline that we're going to use for a chicken coop, chicken run. And the gentleman who was there, his father had a compromised immune system because he has leukemia. And it was hot. And I didn't want to wear it, but you know what? I wore it for the sake of that man. That was it. It wasn't for government force or any of this other. I wore it for him. And when the guy came out to me, he says, I appreciate you doing that. He says, I hate wearing it too, but I don't don't want to do this to my dad. And so I wore it and I told him, I said, when you go inside, I'm taking this off because I can't breathe. (laughs) And he goes, that's fine. And I'll work for all of about 10 or 15 seconds just to meet him and give him his money. Uh, no, that's not what they did, Michael. And again, if you actually pay attention to what they say there, what they've done was they cultured not the virus. And we had Dr. Kaufman on to talk about this too. And you might want you might be interested in seeing his uh, interview on that. But they took tissue and they did it. So, yeah, I'll put these I'll put these links up so people can read them themselves. They'll be in the archive. I have no look, I have no fear of putting these things out. The fact of the matter is, yep, I pulled that up too. There's the culturing article. It'll be in the um it'll be in the uh the archives as well and people will be able to look at those too, Michael. I appreciate you sending them though. 
didn't even have to go through the uh, the email. Appreciate that. All right. With that said, the whole idea gets down to the fact that that's right, AJ. It's well, he's saying he's saying you would have to isolate it before you culture it. That's what he's claiming. Um, but that's I mean, this is uh, what date was this one? This is December 29th. This is just here recently. OK, this is not a year ago. <laughs> this is not uh, over a year ago. This is like a month ago. December the 29th. Oh, they updated it. December the 29th. I don't know if they did it. I don't know if they actually took this particular uh, document and did it before then or not. Okay, so they had, they list some timelines down here. Um, let's see. This is right here at the bottom. On January 20th, CDC received a clinical specimen collected from the first reported U.S. patient infected with SARS-CoV-2. CDC immediately placed the specimen into cell culture to grow a sufficient amount of virus for study. Well, the problem is, is they don't say they isolated a virus. They say they got a specimen, and this was part of the issue of what we talked about, about where they get lung tissue. I think this is probably what uh, Dr. Kaufman was speaking about as well. Now, they can tell you all this here, uh, Michael. I, they, they do. They will tell you all this, but then how do you, how do you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? How do you bring the two things together? How do you bring this together, that they're culturing something, but yet their other statement is we, we don't have this SARS-CoV-2 isolate. We don't have it. We just don't have it. H- how do you do that? It's either one or the other. If you have it, then yeah, I would say you can culture it. But if you don't have it, and you say you don't have it, how are you culturing it? How are you producing a, vi- a vaccine? And by the way, we have we already have uh, we have video. I didn't see it until just this week of the White House in back in April of 2020. And the video there of the reporters stating people there had already been vaccinated was basically the same element as the flu. So, and again, we're shutting down entire economies. We're making people wearing masks. We're going to arrest people because they don't wear masks. Come on. Come on. And this is why we bring Kate Shimarani on, a health and wellness expert, to help people build up their immune systems. That's the whole idea. I got. I got to tell you though, there are some strange things that happen. One of the strange. One of the strangest things is that Donald Trump would come out and call it the Chinese virus, and turn right around, claim it is a biological weapon, turn right around and buy masks from and gowns from and other items, millions and millions of items from China. That right there should raise your eyebrows. It really should. Michael, I appreciate the articles. Uh, I will have those that Michael has sent in as well on the archive later today and this morning where you guys can look at it yourself. And you got to ask yourself the same question. This is the same CDC that said they don't have any SARS-CoV-2 isolates. 
if they don't have that, how are they doing these studies? How are they doing? How are they? How are, how are these companies creating vaccines over something that's never been isolated? And they're using new technology never before used. And we're seeing adverse effects like crazy. And we're seeing deaths, many of them not being reported. Kate's going to bring some of that to light on Saturday, Lord willing, and Dr. Kevin Corbett will be with us then. You guys have a great day. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you staying over. Again, Michael, thank you for the call. Wes, thank you for the call and for the additional information. You'll see that all at sonslibertymedia.com. I'll have all these links up there, too. You guys do your own. I'm just giving you what I see here. But I'm pointing back to the Constitution, and I'm saying you don't have a right to infringe on other people's right to breathe properly just because you're scared of something and you're an unelected bureaucrat. You're in violation of the Fourth Amendment. And in some cases, depending on how much you want to force that color of law, a violation of the Fifth Amendment. There's no authority to be doing this. All right? But the people, you're going to have to make up your own mind. Every one of us has got to take our own stand. All right? Okay, Friday's coming up. I'll let you know we're going to be doing uh, later tomorrow morning. Uh, interview with retired Lieutenant Colonel Michael Bell. Son was murdered by a police officer in 2004. He has been working for legislation to hold police accountable uh, for many years, has already gotten one piece of legislation passed, is pushing through another in Wisconsin that would have a independent investigation of police who kill people done instead of letting the police investigate themselves, which I think is a great idea. And uh, we're going to have him as far as uh, a pre-record, and then, Lord willing, we're going to have that for you on Monday. Be in prayer for that because this is a very important topic. It's a really, uh, it's a very. Police are not above the law any more than politicians are you and I, and uh, and they have to be held accountable too. Okay. So with that said, you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you at 6 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning. And Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. See ya.